You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Well, welcome back to the DNB Supply Show, everybody. So happy to be back with you here. And here we are in 2018 already. Can you believe that? Well, speaking of 2018, it is time for new goals and new outlooks and new ways of dealing with our Western lifestyle. And so we've got a great episode for you today. We are interviewing the project director of Cultivating Success Idaho, Iris Mays, and she is the project director for small farms and horticulture, as well as the Cultivating Success Idaho, starting your sustainable small farm class that is going to be available starting here in January 2018. Now, if you're listening to this on the radio, today is the last day to register for this class. So we will talk all about that and how to register during the episode. And then after we are done interviewing Iris all about this class and about how it can help you achieve your dreams and your goals for your Western lifestyle, we're going to have a former student of this class, Greg Hodap, come on and talk all about Hodap's Berry and Dairy, and that's his farm in Lewiston, Idaho, that he has purchased and developed after taking this Starting Your Sustainable Small Farm course offered through Cultivating Success Idaho. So I am really excited to bring this to you and to help you get your foot in the door or on the farm or wherever it may be if having your own small farm, livestock, produce operation, whatever that may be, if that is your goal and that's what you're striving to do, I am so happy that we can bring this to you today and hopefully give you the leg up that you need to get started down that path. So enjoy everybody and best of luck to you with everything you want to do in the Western lifestyle. Iris, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) You bet. Well, you know, the courses like what you're offering there at Cultivating Success Idaho are fantastic for people who want to get into agriculture and Certainly, that's what we're trying to do here on the show is help people in any way that we can to have this lifestyle and to live what we call the Western lifestyle. So I'm thrilled to talk to you about it and and, uh, make sure everybody in our listening area knows that this course is available. So what do you say we just jump in? Great. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> you bet. Okay, well, let's talk about the course. And really quick, I it's Cultivating Success Idaho, and the name of the course is Starting Your Sustainable Small Farm, and that's being offered at, at multiple places around the state. And today, the day this is coming out, is the last day that you can actually register for this course that's starting here in January of 2018, right? Yeah, January 6th. That's our deadline. So okay, <laughs> can make sure we get connected with everyone before the course starts, two days ahead. Well, can you describe the course to our listeners and kind of let them know what this is and, and how it might help them? Yeah. So um, starting your sustainable small farm is targeted at beginning farmers. And we offered the course two years ago Statewide, we had 180 people register at nine different sites. So, for example, like in Moscow, we had 40 students. And what we do is an interactive live webinar. The book of the course is three Saturdays, one in January, one in February, one in March. And then we have a a kind of a pre-course, you know, like a, a one and a half hour where people can ask questions, you know, on January 8th. That'll be a Monday night and just introducing all the different course components. And then people can ask them questions if they need to via chat and then via email. And then after we've done the three Saturdays, we'll set up farm tours at each of the sites. 
So this year, our sites are in Bonners Ferry, Caldwell, Driggs, McCall, Kamii, Moscow, Sandpoint, and Weezer. And so we know there's going to be, you know, different levels of attendance at those eight sites, but we just want to really reach the whole state. And then the way that the interactive live webinar is, it's hosted in, you know, kind of from Moscow, but we'll have speakers at each of the sites. And then we usually have a farmer also give a presentation. So we have multiple farmers that will share their different experiences. The first Saturday will be focused on whole farm planning, and that is to really help people think through their business ideas. So people, either they've started something already, but maybe they haven't done um, as much planning as they could do to, you know, mainly to be successful and profitable. And there's a lot of different components that go into success, as you know. And then one of the Saturdays will be focused on crops and one will be focused on livestock. And both of those days, actually all three of the Saturdays, we, we do talk about integrated operations because a lot of small acreage farmers do have, you know, for example, chickens and vegetables or, mm-hmm. you know, sheep and honey or whatever they might have different things they're doing. Now, who is your target student for this course? Is it somebody who already knows something about farming or can it be somebody who's just interested in doing this but doesn't know anything at all yet? Yeah, so um, we've had different levels of people take the course. And we were really surprised because we even had people who had over 10 years of experience take this course because maybe they're changing enterprises. And so then we've had people even who had no experience take the course. We do offer another course on kind of evaluating your small farm dream to see if, you know, you want to go forward. But this class is basically for people who are pretty sure they want to do some sort of farming. Usually people learn things that they thought they wanted to have goats and then they find out, you know, like how difficult goats can be. And so then they decide, well, maybe I'll do sheep instead or something like that. You know, those kind of things can happen during the course. But basically, I think people who take the course, you know, they can have, yeah, like those zero to 10 years of experience. That's our beginning farmer target. And this uh, program was recently funded. It's been around for about 18 years, but we got a grant from USDA two years ago to re- invigorate, reorganize, and reoffer this program. So that's really helped us a lot. And they define, USDA defines a beginning farmer as having less than 10 years experience. So that's who they really want to see because I think nationally we kind of know that a lot of farmers are retiring and we need to see new farmers coming along Mm -hmm. and taking their place. So for anybody out there with a farm dream and they don't know how to make it happen, this is probably a great starting point for them. Yeah, this is a great starting point for them. Yeah, and they will learn a lot of things that they had not thought of yet, um, especially if they're at the beginning. And we'll give them a lot of tools to really help them be successful, connect with other beginning farmers so they have a cohort in their area of people who are doing this. They'll get to talk to experienced farmers. We will help them connect with resources like farm service agencies, the Northwest Farms Credit Services, and you know some of those different entities, they might not know how those entities could help them. Well, I'll tell you what, we've got to take a commercial break. So let's do that really quick. And then when we come back, I want to ask you about what prospective students need to have when they start this course. Okay. 
Okay, that sounds great. <laughs> D&B knows that life in the West is defined by hard work, innovation, and constant improvement. These values made the West what it is today, and these are the values that have made Wrangler the defining Western brand since 1947. Wrangler Apparel is designed to feel good in the saddle, look sharp at the rodeo, and work hard on the ranch. That's why Wrangler fits with classic Western heritage like a boot in a stirrup. For clothing that's a good value and steeped in Western values, stock up on Wrangler at your favorite D&B supply. A well-worn pair of Danner boots has become a hallmark for hard-working and hard-playing people in the West, and everywhere else for that matter. Find your next pair of long-lasting, great-looking, made-in-the-USA Danner boots at D&B Supply. Hold a Danner boot in your hand, and you'll notice the handcrafted precision. Try it on, and you'll feel the difference. Test it against the elements, and you'll appreciate the value of a product that's built to last. From classic hiking boots to handcrafted work boots to fashion-forward looks to fit your daily life, stop on by D&B Supply to try Danner boots on for size. Well, Iris, I wanted to ask you for a prospective student for this course, if they're going to enroll, do they need to have a farm already? No. So um, they don't. They could have a farm, but they don't have to. And um, one of the things that our team has been working on, so imagine me here sitting with, say, about 18 other people who are also helping me with this program. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've got about 10 farmers and 10 extension educators, a lot of whom are women, which is pretty cool. Um, And so um, one of the things that we've developed is a website called LandLink. And Montana has one, and we kind of copied some of the things that they have. And so that website is live right now. If people are looking for land or if they have land that they want to lease or, you know, even some of our landowners, they just want to see land go into production and they don't mind if, you know, maybe they get, say, a box of vegetables once a week or something like that. You know, there, yeah. there's different arrangements that people make to get access to land. And so um, that website is available right now. So students can come in with the idea that they have a farm business and they're either going to be buying land. In our program two years ago, we had a couple different people who um, were in the process of looking for land Mm -hmm. and through the course and talking about, you know, how the farm that you buy or the land that you buy or lease relates to your enterprises, you know, helping people think through that. So that's kind of good too, because sometimes people will buy a farm and then realize it doesn't meet all of their needs. Mm -hmm. So it is good to have a checklist and we have some tools for that too through Cultivating Success Idaho. Last summer, we had a land evaluation class that we offered in multiple locations as well. And we'll be offering that again too. So don't need to have a farm already. And you've got resources built in to help people figure out how they can obtain the land they need to start a farm. Yes, exactly. Tried to develop a comprehensive program for, you know, that. Okay. Now for somebody listening who is far away from the locations that you mentioned, when it comes to the format of the course, a large percentage of this course is taking place online with only, did I understand right, only three in-person meetings. So they would all, they'd have to make a drive three times. Is that right? Yeah. So really it is a live course, but a lot of the content will be online after the fact. So we are using the TED Ed platform for registered students. They can go back and watch any of the sessions. We'll record them. Mm-hmm. So that will be available. So it's, it's not an online course, but it will be available, you know, kind of online after. Yeah. Okay. And, and then sometimes, you know, due to weather or whatever, we'll have somebody who will, 
you know, they make it to two of the sessions, but they want to get their certificate. So as long as they watch the videos, you know, that can be a solution. But it, it is hard to imagine sitting for eight hours and watching eight hours of, <laughs> <laughs> of a video. So, sure. Yeah. That's all about dedication. Yeah. yeah there you go. So, yeah. So there'll be three Saturdays plus the farm tour, which is those will be determined by who's in the class and what farm, you know, they end up going to. Now, I know you wanted to give a shout out to the sponsors that have helped to put this on. So go ahead and do that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have not yet mentioned Rural Roots, which is uh, our nonprofit partner. And one of the reasons that we got this grant was because we had partnered with a farmer organization. And Rural Roots is, you know, maybe comparable to like Oregon Tills or Washington Tills, some, you know, those kind of farmer organizations. It's a statewide nonprofit and we do have members even in Eastern Washington and everything. So um, Rural Roots provides farmer education as well. And, uh, you know, before my time, University of Idaho Extension faculty and Rural Roots staff came together and created Cultivating Success. And so that's pretty cool. And so they have developed, you know, we have developed over the years a lot of curriculum that's used in Washington and Idaho. And so this is part of that redeveloped curriculum. Okay. So, yeah. And then the grant was funded by USDA NIFA, which is the United States Department of Ag. Mm -hmm. And so it's a federal grant and from the National Institute of Food and Agriculture. And so um, they have a beginning farmer rancher development program and that is under that, this is under that program. Yeah, we actually had the director of NIFA on this show about six months ago, Sonny Ramaswamy, really, really nice guy. Uh, oh yeah, he, he, he came to you by as well. So he must be traveling a bit in the West. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, it was really, it was great to meet him and just, he's, a, you know, got a lot of really positive energy and great ideas, I thought, for how we can advance agriculture. Well, let's take another commercial break. And when we come back, I want to ask you about the cost and materials and things like that. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Know what looks good with a cowboy hat, panhandle western apparel, and rock and roll denim available at D&B Supply. Over 70 years ago, Panhandle started putting snaps on their popular gambler-style shirt and soon became a runaway hit with cowboys and cowgirls everywhere. In the 21st century, they formed Rock and Roll Denim too, with fashion-forward looks and high-class jeans that fit any style. With designs both classic and fresh, get decked out for life in the West with Panhandle shirts and Rock and Roll Denim at D&B. There is nothing more iconic in the West than a cowboy hat. And no brand of cowboy hat that's better known for quality, style, and look than Stetson. Stetson's legacy dates back over 150 years. Since then, it's been turning out nothing but the best women's and men's hats in a variety of styles, from classic cowboy to straw and more. And for the real Western rider in your life, nothing makes them look the part better. Stetson Classic American Hats, available now at your favorite D&B Supply. Well, Iris, let's talk about the cost of the course. So you said there's some sponsors behind the course, but there still is a cost associated for the students to take the course, right? Yeah. So we also provide textbooks. So that's part of it. The textbooks are The Market Gardener, Sustainable Small Livestock, and Farming Alternatives. So those textbooks are, you know, provide a lot of tools for people and we kind of help support them through that. And then as far as the cost, it's $115. And so that includes the course materials and the farm tours. We provide honorariums to the farmers. And if they do a farm tour or if they come and, you know, participate as a, as a teacher, Mm -hmm. but we want families to feel encouraged to take the class. So 
um, we've had a lot of families register in that first uh-huh. year. And so it was really cool because we had like, at least in Moscow, you know, we had a couple different families where it was a uh, husband and wife and their teenage children or their adult children. And they're all kind of farming together. So that's pretty cool. So those extra family members cost $35 and then just the family gets one copy of all the materials. If somebody, you know, if, if they want to have four copies of the materials and they need to register at the individual price. We also allow youth to take the course for $5. So I know you've done a lot of FFA interviews and we have had some FFA kids to take the class. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. And so we like to offer also scholarships. If somebody needs a scholarship, they can kind of apply and just because we want everyone to have access. Um, but we do need to help, you know, like pay for, some of the other expenses associated. Okay, absolutely. Now, I wanted to ask you, I had taken a course uh, several years ago called Living on the Land through the University of Idaho Extension down in Caldwell, Idaho. Uh So this course, uh, it sounds to me like it has a lot of crossover, but it's not exactly the same. Yeah, so Living on the Land is a course that it's not associated with cultivating success. And so it could be for any landowner. So sometimes, you know, people want to have their little five acres outside of town. And, you know, there's a lot to understand even with just that, you know, smaller amount of land. So, so that course kind of helps people. Um, Sometimes, you know, like in Northern Idaho, we have a lot more forestry land, Mm -hmm. forested land. And so people will take the course, you know, up here, it's it's geared a little bit more towards that, but I I don't teach that class and, and we don't offer it through cultivating success. So I'm not as familiar with what's in that curriculum, but it is a little bit different of a target audience, but that course can help people. I know who, either want to buy land or live rural, um, as well as the small acreage farmers could gotcha. take that class. Well, you jogged my memory when you were talking about families coming and taking the course. When I took that course, there was a family of four, and we all gave presentations, but they had their two children uh, give the presentations. And I can remember oh. kind of thinking, oh, great, this is going to be cute. It was the best presentation I saw that whole class. It was really inspirational to watch these kids and see how motivated they were uh, to be involved in agriculture. So it's exciting to me that in this course that you're offering through Cultivating Success Idaho, that that's an opportunity for people to see that as well. That's really fun. Yeah, and um, I think there's a lot of power behind that because when you engage in a small farm operation, it is the whole family. You can't do it as just one person. A lot of times, you know, people will have those off-farm jobs, day jobs, to be able to fund the farm. So that's going on as well. So there can be a lot of stressors. And so to have everybody in it together mm-hmm. and we give people some communication tools also that they can use to help, you know, kind of facilitate those family relationships. Cause if you're living and working together, that's <laughs> a big project. So, and I think you probably know about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. It, yeah. You don't want that farm dream to turn into a nightmare. So it's important to, uh, to give those tools. Yeah. Yeah. We want to see people be successful in their business and, relationships. And so having, you know, great relationships with your customers, having great relationships with the people that you're hiring, and then, you know, those those healthy family relationships, that's all really important. Well, I wanted to emphasize again to everybody that if you're listening to this on the radio, today is actually the last day that you're able to register for this course, for the, for the course beginning in January of 2018. Yeah. And so um, we have a great website. It's www.cultivatingsuccess.org. And when you go to that link, there's a choice to go to Washington or Idaho. So the course we're talking about today is offered through Idaho, but I encourage people to poke around and see, 
you know, what's available also in Washington if they're, you know, on that side of the state line. But anyone can come to the course, even if, you know, if they can get to one of those sites. And, mm-hmm. you know, in Idaho, we have a lot of state line adjacency with Washington and Oregon and mm-hmm. Montana and everything. So <laughs> people are welcome. Okay, so uh, where we're broadcast is Oregon and Idaho. Uh, we're not broadcast in Washington yet, although the, I bet there's some people north of the Columbia River by Pendleton that can hear us. Uh, but but <laughs> yeah. for them, if they wanted to take this course, they would be allowed to, to go ahead and take it even though they're not Idaho residents? Yeah, yeah, people can take it and they just have to get themselves to one of those nearby locations and yeah, they're welcome to take it. Okay. Well, very good. Yeah, I'm thinking of uh, Weezer. Very easy for a lot of Oregon people uh, to get yeah. over there and, and to take that class. So, yeah, that would work great. Well, I'll tell you what, Iris, let's take one more commercial break. And then when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit more about uh, LandLink and FarmLink. And, and we'll go from there, okay? Okay, great. Say you were to ride off into the sunset. Ideally, what kind of boots and clothes would you be wearing? For horseback riders of all styles, nothing beats the look and performance of Ariat. Available at D&B Supply. Everyone from famous rodeo cowboys to country music legends to equestrian Olympians turn to Ariat with confidence. You can count on them too. Think of Ariat as your ultimate riding companion for the life and times in the West. When you need to better outfit your ride with Ariat, stop on by your favorite D&B Supply. With bitter cold days and nights right around the bend, make sure your animals have what they need to stay warm and healthy. For horses, that means plenty of water and the right nutrition you'll find in Neutrina Safe Choice Horse Feeds from D&B. Neutrina Safe Choice Horse Feeds supplement hay to give your horses the additional calories, nutrients, and fiber they need to keep warm this winter. Neutrina Safe Choice Horse Feeds. Available at your favorite D&B supply. All right, Iris. Well, I want to ask you about, uh, well, you mentioned it or call it LandLink, but the title's actually been changed to FarmLink, and I see the link for that on the website. But what is that, and what is the purpose of FarmLink? Yeah, so Idaho FarmLink is a place to help people find land if they need land or if they have land that they would like to lease or, you know, some other sort of arrangement. So that's what it's for, is to connect people, you know, kind of like, um, you know, a matchmaking for landowners. (laughs) And then we also try to give people support for creating good agreements between one another. Um, Mm -hmm. We we don't really like to see handshake agreements because a lot of times people can misunderstand, you know, if they don't have something in writing. Mm -hmm. So we have some people, so people make a posting on the website, they have to sort of apply and get set up with an account. And, you know, we kind of want to be able to, if we've helped people connect, we want to be able to track that data. But really, we've tried to make it very user-friendly and then give some support from, you know, this team of people that I'm talking about. We have some excellent coordinators on our program. And um, Rural Roots is supporting this land link so that, you know, if somebody makes an entry here, there's really a lot of people behind it helping them get connected. And so this could be for for people who want to lease ground or farmers who want to lease out ground all the way up to people who want to purchase ground and farmers who want to sell ground. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. And, you know, the the real estate side of things, right, obviously, you know, if you want to buy a farm, real estate agents are involved in, in that. But people certainly can post those um, listings here as well. Okay. You know, and, and, you know, sometimes people just want to sell it themselves and they don't want to involve a real estate agent. 
So, you know, this is a good place to start for that Mm -hmm. as well. Well, I really like the fact that you've got that connected to this course. And it's something that's kind of been near and dear to my heart as I've uh, been broadcasting in agriculture for a few years. But that is this, the land tends to be the biggest obstacle to entry for people to to be able to do this and to to have this lifestyle and to make this happen. But there are actually, if you go find them and and things like FarmLink with what you're doing are, are a great way of matching people up. You can find farmers who want to keep their land in production, who want to keep their land active and involved in agriculture, but they don't have anybody to pass that ground onto. And you can find somebody and you can come up with a really amicable farm transition plan uh, to make that happen where both sides win. Uh, but somebody can kind of overcome that obstacle of that, that expensive land purchase up front with a nice farm transition plan. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one of the neat things about this whole overall cultivating success program is that we would like to see, you know, if if somebody has a certificate that helps the person who's leasing ground to them, they know they've been through some sort of education program. We also have some financial classes. So those kinds of um, certificates can really help people have legitimacy, you know, to the bank that they're applying for money Mm -hmm. or to the farmer that they're applying for a lease with, you know, so that's one of the advantages of our program is we are trying to be, you know, as comprehensive as we can. And the other thing I should say about FarmLink is that it doesn't preclude people from making any other kind of postings wherever they might wish, you know, so their posting could be on Craigslist or wherever they like, Mm -hmm. but also on this website. And the other thing I wanted to say is we just have gotten this launch. So if people go on, we really would like them to fill out those applications so that we can get the website really populated with, you know, landowners and land seekers. Well, Iris, before we wrap it up, I wanted to ask just if you could talk a little bit to people about kind of the networks and the friendships and the cohorts people develop going through this course. Yeah. So one of the reasons we wanted to offer live in-person programming is because people can meet one another and keep those connections going. Even if it's like, you know, we've seen people, um, somebody who produced, you know, grain, then, you know, there's somebody who wants to start a chicken operation, you know, an egg operation, and they ended up buying grain from that student in the class at a good rate, you know, price. So those kinds of connections can happen just for business or just for support. You have a person that you went through this course with and you can call them and be like, Hey, so when you were thinking about getting, you know, these goats for, you know, eating weeds, how did you set that up? You know, so there's, there's a good, really great networking that can happen Mm -hmm. by having the live in-person classes. Well, we're going to have one of your former students, uh, Greg Hodap, coming on the on the show just right after we get done with you here in a second. I understand he's one of your star pupils. Yeah, so Greg came through the class and then bought a farm uh, shortly after the course two years ago. And um, so I think he's doing really well and he's a really interesting person with uh, lots of creative things that he has done. And I'm really excited for him and his farm business and for him to be successful. Well, Iris, thank you so much. This has been great, and I'm so happy you're providing this class for Idaho and all of our neighbors, and good luck with it. Thank you so much, Matt. Thanks for having me on. All right, everybody, we will be right back with an interview with Greg Hodap. Hamilton Carhartt started sweating the details back in 1889. Carhartt started to stitch together workwear made to stand up to steel, smoke, and the Industrial Revolution. Ever since, Carhartt gear has survived in the most rugged corners of the world and thrived in the harshest conditions at work or home. 
1959, a couple of fellas named Dutch and Bud set up their first supply shop in Idaho to outfit people in the West with only the best. When you need the stuff of legends, even just to make it through the workday, stop in for some Carhartt at your favorite D&B supply. With bitter cold days and nights right around the bend, make sure your animals have what they need to stay warm and healthy. For horses, that means plenty of water and the right nutrition you'll find in Neutrina Safe Choice Horse Feeds from D&B. Neutrina Safe Choice Horse Feeds supplement hay to give your horses the additional calories, nutrients, and fiber they need to keep warm this winter. Neutrina Safe Choice Horse Feeds. Available at your favorite D&B supply. Well, Greg, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for coming on. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, you bet. Well, you know, we're, we're talking all about the Sustainable Small Farms Education course, starting your Sustainable Small Farm today. And I understand that's a course that you participated in. Yes, indeed. Yep. It was very helpful. Um, yeah, an enjoyable class to take. Good. When did you take it? It was 2016, okay. um, over the winter months at the University of Idaho. Well, let's let's talk about what you're doing. So, where are you located? I am just off of the old Spiral Highway on the south-facing hillside above the Clearwater River uh, by Lewiston and Lewiston, Idaho, and Clarkston, Washington. So, you're a little bit north of where I'm at. I'm I'm speaking to you from Cuna, Idaho, today, but uh, up there in in kind of the midpoint of Idaho. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And and not a dissimilar climate to. Uh, uh, around Boise, Cuna, Nampa, that area. Down here in the river, it's a, we're the lowest point in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a, really, it's a relatively mild climate. Well, now, what type of, of farming are you doing there out, outside of Lewiston? Well, uh, currently, I have a small goat dairy and strawberries and uh, market garden and also uh, flowers, pick your own flowers and, and uh, cut and dried flowers. Very interesting. So, sounds like something that's pretty diverse. Yes, diversity exactly what I uh, what I'm shooting for in this operation. Well, let's break those down really quick. So, uh, how many goats do you have for your goat dairy? Well, the Idaho Small Herd Dairy Exemption allows seven milking goats, actively milking goats, can have more uh, actual animals, but uh, ones that are actually uh, lactating, you can only have seven. That's the program that I am in the process of enrolling in. Right now, I have six milking goats busy procuring one more, uh, but seven is the limit. So with that law, you you can have up to three milking cows or seven milking goats or seven milking sheep or a combination of both. And then what does that law exempt you from? What regulations does it exempt you from? It exempts you from uh, USDA and ISDA general uh, dairy regulations. It's, um, it's sort of a cottage milking law that allows you to sell raw milk off of your own property mm-hmm. at farmer's markets and at grocery stores. It's a really neat law. It's, it's really unique, actually. Mm-hmm. Most states really don't have... Washington recently passed something similar, but most other laws really prohibit the sale of raw milk in general. But there's this really nice loophole here in Idaho that allows you on a small-scale basis to sell raw milk uh, at a really a variety of places. And that, um, and Yeah, and it's, it's a really great alternative. It's a great way to build community, have uh, you know, really close relationships with your customers because you're not selling that much, uh-huh. uh, but you're selling a product that it is in high demand and also very good for you. 
And uh, yeah, so it's a unique, it's a very unique thing, I think, to the state in particular. And then you have a market garden. So are you selling produce at a farmer's market there in Lewiston? I haven't yet. Yeah, really, everything is, is coming up off the ground. Um, okay. I quit full employment this fall so I could get everything rolling for next spring. So I'm in conversation with restaurants right now for providing spring greens. Mm-hmm. I am focusing on on-farm sales. So I, I don't want to do farmer's market sales. I want to sell everything that I can off of the property. Okay. I probably will do a little bit of farmer's market outreach this spring and summer mm-hmm. and sell a little bit of farmer's markets just to, to just get a little bit of advertising in and let people know where the place is. But I really want to be a place that people come to. And those were the farms that I worked on in Wisconsin. They were uh, destination farms where people would come out to mm-hmm. have a day, do some pick your own berries, buy some specialty crops, specialty vegetables. Um, most of the farms I worked on were diversified farms that, that sold a variety of, of fruit and produce, flowers, vegetables, eggs, milk, things like that. So you're really sort of operating as your own miniature grocery store. Very, very interesting. Well, so you have left your full-time employment to farm full-time, which is a, that's a dream or a vision a lot of people out there have, but you've been able to make that happen. So first of all, congratulations. A lot of people want to do that and they're trying to figure out how to make that happen. And I want to ask you, how did the the course uh, through Cultivating Success, Sustainable Small Farms Education, how did that contribute to your ability to be able to do this? Yeah, well, um, it seems like starting a small farm is a very popular idea now. It's a very popular thing. It kind of has this sort of rosy glow around it. But there's a major difference between you know, having a dream and having a vision and getting everything organized in a way that you can implement your, your plans effectively. So the the course is really, really helpful in doing that. It's really helpful in learning how to budget, learning how to advertise, organizing your thoughts and ideas into deciding a farm focus that's going to work best for you. It's really, you know, it's kind of the Idaho way. You know, you make do with what you got. You do the best with what you have. And the course really puts that into a positive light, you know, finding what are your strengths, the strengths, the knowledge and skills that you already have, the resources that you already have that you can put together to get things rolling and off the ground. So it's really good at, at organizing things, providing a framework for um, for advertising business plans, deciding which aspects of, of your farm dream are the most realistic and, and going to work the best for you mm-hmm. in reality. Um, so, and it just in general provides a really good framework on um on organizing things before you get the ball rolling. Well, you know, that's interesting. The course is designed so that if you're if you're brand new to this, if you're a beginner, then you can take this course and, and you can get something out of it. But in your case, you were not. You already had some experience from working on farms in Wisconsin and doing things like that. So with your level of experience that you already had coming in, how did the course still help you? Yeah, um, there's a variety of sort of mini workshops where you meet and talk to area farmers and they talk about what has worked well for them. And there's also a variety of, um, I guess what would you call them? It's sort of a 
paperwork exercises that, that help you take that previous experience or at least help you take what your major interests are mm-hmm. and, and, and put them into short-term and long-term business plans. The class really helps with, with both of those things in, in my experience. Okay. So yeah, for me, it was a little bit different because I do, I do have a, a large amount of experience working on farms already, but it, it was still really helpful in, in helping me organize my thoughts on what to focus on first off and to get advice and connections with local farmers. And since I'm not from this area originally, especially the advice and connections with local farmers was also really helpful. Sure. Does that answer the question? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great answer. And and I wanted to ask you, what was your biggest hurdle or your biggest challenge for you to get started and to make this transition that you've now made? Financing. Okay. Definitely, definitely financing. The, the class is really helpful in helping you explore financing options. Lots of great information on that. I found personally the easiest way to get the ball rolling for me was to refinance my mortgage. Since I bought this place for a relatively cheap price, mm-hmm. at least for this area, it doesn't compare to Wisconsin. I mean, I bought my 18 acres back in Wisconsin for $30,000. <laughs> Unless you're way the heck out in the boonies, you just you can't do that around here. Right. But I was still able to find this place with infrastructure, with a house, with water and septic and already a, a few sheds and outbuildings, relatively cheap. Put a bunch of equity into it, refinanced, used some of that refinancing money to consolidate my other debts. So actually, I'm ending up paying less per month with that refinance than I was before with my other loans mm-hmm. that I used to get. Like, um, for example, I used a credit loan to get a certified kitchen trailer where all my value-added products are being made um, here on-site. So there's no need to go off-site, organize all my stuff together, and rent a kitchen somewhere. I've got my kitchen, certified kitchen, right here on-site already. Okay. So... I, re- I refinanced. I used that money to pay off those other debts. You are literally going all in for this lifestyle. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've, I've been working on this place for two years. And when you're working full time, there's only so much you can do on site. So quitting this fall, cashing out my retirement, taking out the refinancing loan, but making sure that I'm staying within a realistic monthly payment. And I was able to do that with this refinance. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's other great loans that I that I could have gone for, but it, this is just what worked best for me. The USDA beginning young and beginning farmer loan program is really awesome. I, I did talk with the representatives from the USDA and ISDA uh, locally here about applying for those loans, mm-hmm. um, but it was just easier to go through my my local uh, credit union. That they've been really 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 helpful mm-hmm. with uh, loans in the past. So I already had a relationship with them. Well, incredible. So that's what I, that's what I went for it. But you know, cashing out the retirement is a risk, but you, you've got to spend money to make money. Um, you know, I, I, I had to spend money on more infrastructure for the goat dairy, uh, for strawberry mm-hmm. plants, for seeds for next year, for fertilizer and for mulch and uh, fencing, you know, it adds up quickly. So having that big influx of cash, to start things off right sure. this fall has been just what needed to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, obviously your devotion to this lifestyle and to being able to farm is, is shining through. Uh, no question about it. You are all in on it. And I want to ask you, how did you choose the gym state? How did you choose Idaho? 
this is uh, so I just kind of ended up here, but it's really not a bad place to end <laughs> up. Not at all. Uh, no, it's a beautiful area. It's a strong and healthy community. Uh, the Clearwater and the Snake Rivers are beautiful. Lewiston and Clarkston are very uh, nice places to live in, and Moscow and Pullman are also really neat towns to have close by with the universities there. There's always something interesting happening, and, and there's also a really strong interest in local and sustainably produced food. Well, that's great. Well, what a great story, Greg, and thank you so much for coming on today and, and sharing that all with us and talking to us about your experience with the Starting Your Sustainable Small Farm course. No problem. Thanks very much for thinking of me, and uh, best of luck to all the potential beginning farmers out there. Go ahead and chase your dreams. Thank you all for joining us today, and here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle, however you define it. For the DNB Show, I'm Matt Breckwald.